What's up, everybody? You're listening to Notable Nashville. My name is Chasen, and today I'm going to play a song for you called Tennessee. Thanks for tuning in. I can't stop thinking about 23 By then, will all my time set me free? Will I still love temporary things? When will I realize that I myself am one of these Where are you gonna go When the lights go dark in Tennessee Where are you gonna run When the sky turns dark beneath your feet What are you chasing What will you find Inside the city built in your mind where are you gonna go when the lights go out in Tennessee? Oh, in Tennessee. Sometimes. I wonder why I try so hard To hide That I'm insecure at all mm, yeah A few clean clothes Months without a car And I was coming home To something I've never known It scared me to my Lights go dark in Tennessee Where are you gonna run When the sky turns dark beneath your feet Yeah What are you chasing? What will you find? Inside the city bell In your mind Where are you gonna go When the lights go dark in Tennessee Oh, it's Tennessee But if the lighthouse Was never really on the shore what if the lighthouse was never really on that shore? What if you're 18 and lost and you can't find yourself in everything you do and it puts you through hell and you hope and you pray that maybe someday you could see somebody else? Can't please someone let me know gonna go when the lights go dark in Tennessee.
Where are you gonna run when the sky turns dark beneath your feet? Mm. What are you chasing? What will you find inside the city built in your mind? Where are you gonna go when the lights go out in Tennessee? Oh, where are you gonna go when the lights go dark in Tennessee? Oh, in Tennessee. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in to Notable Nashville Podcast. You just heard Chasen perform Tennessee. That was live. That was interesting because, you know, it's a, it's a lot of electronic music, but you were just, it was just you and a guitar. And do you sing a lot in a lot of your songs, or is it mostly um, just musically? I don't, I don't know. It, it really depends. I mean, I'm still so early in, like, this project, I guess, that I'm still trying to, like, figure out what my sound is. But, yeah. I mean, I love to sing on stuff. Like, I kind of want it to be a thing where if I play a show, I'm able to, you know, do most of the time singing. But also, yeah, I love collabing with people. So, cool. you know, I mean, it's kind of fun to have a bunch of different vocalists on things, but then you can still kind of have your own signature on things. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, I wanted to bring bring up where you're from. You grew up in Denver, Colorado, right? Mm-hmm. So you moved here to Nashville to go to Belmont University? Mm-hmm. Okay. How do, you, how do you like Belmont so far? Yeah, I'm loving Belmont. Are you a sophomore? Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is your second year in Nashville. Did you just move solely for the music, you know, music in Nashville or, you know, what, what brought you to, to Belmont or what? I think music was like, yeah. I mean, that was like the biggest factor pulling me here. Actually, yeah. when I was looking at colleges, I was looking at USC in California and then Belmont. And okay. I went and because I don't know, I think, I think when you're especially like coming from Colorado, you think of Nashville as more, you know, like Southern and, you know, I mean, it kind of yeah. is so foreign to you. Just You're like country Nashville. Exactly. Yeah, You're yeah. like, I think it's going to be super country, super Southern, bunch of Southern accents. Yeah. I remember I came out here and it still was like something that was so new to me. And I went out to USC to audition because they had this producing audition thing. Oh, okay. And so there was a ton of kids and then they invited me out and, you know, me being a senior in high school, I was like, Oh, this is my big, you know, I'm going to USC. Yeah. So I went out there and it ended up, it didn't work out a couple months later. Oh, they yeah. sent me that like terrible, like college email that makes it seem like letter. they care. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, you're awesome, but like not for us. <laughs> right. Right. So, I mean, so I think honestly that was like a huge blessing in disguise because I went to Belmont and I mean, you know, I met like some of my best friends in our, in this room right now. So, I mean, it's, it's really been a blessing. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I also went to Belmont and I, I didn't really have any opinions of Nashville prior, but it, it was so much different than I thought because there's so many different, uh, melting pots of music, you know, everybody doing a different thing. And, but it was fun. I mean, kind of the hands-on, you're an audio engineer major, right? Mm -hmm. So all the hands-on you get to, you know, use the studios, RCAB, we were talking about that before the interview. And, I just thought that was cool, all the history in that room. And like, you know, Elvis, well, there was a story that one of the audio engineer guys that like worked there said that Elvis like kicked in one of the cabinets and they never fixed it because it was like a, a work of art. It was like, yeah. oh, we, you know, Elvis did that. We can't fix it. Right. <laughs> so it was pretty cool. Totally. Um, so when, when was it that you decided that music was what you wanted to do? Was there like a uh, a moment in time where like, okay, yeah, like music is my thing. Totally. I mean, this is a funny story, but when I was growing up, my mom, I mean, my mom's like huge. I mean, she's not a musician. She can play a little guitar, but she yeah. just 
loves music. So we'd all, I mean, growing up, we'd gone to like hundreds of concerts a year. You know, I saw like Boston, Styx, Journey, like, oh, awesome. you know, all the 80s bands that she loved. Yeah. And she sat me down and she was like, Chase, I'm just going to be honest. Like, I really want you to play guitar. Brady, would you mind trying to take you off real quick? Thanks, bro. So she was like, I really want you to play the guitar. Mm-hmm. But to do that, like, you have to take lessons and like, I'll pay for the lesson and I'll even get you a guitar on Craigslist, but you have to promise me that you'll take one lesson. And so, you know, me, me being five, I'm like, that sounds great. And so she got me like this little cheap guitar off of Craigslist. And then also on Craigslist found this guy who taught guitar. I mean, just the first ad she saw, she's like, this is great. I mean, that's very much my mom, not, you know, <laughs> other moms would probably be like, you're not hiring a man to sit alone in a room in the basement yeah, with exactly. my kid. But my mom's like, this and, is great. And you were only five years old. Yeah. Wow. Only five. And so, um, I mean, that lesson, I absolutely fell in love with it. And I took like 10 years of lessons with that guy. His name's Jeremy. Now owns a studio in Denver. And oh, he had just moved from college. And so he was, you know, like late 20s. And oh, cool. now he has a whole studio and shout over out like to Jeremy. 300 students. Yeah, shout <laughs> out to Jeremy. I'm, he's a big part of where I am now. But yeah, just, I mean, I quickly, that like became my identity. And music was just the kind of thing that just poured out poured out of me I mean I was writing songs since I was really young um, I remember like the first grade talent show I played a song called I'm a frog and I wrote a song it's a terrible song I'm a but, frog and I wrote a song yeah. that was the title, <laughs> That's the title. <laughs> That's awesome. and so yeah and uh, are you gonna play that later oh I mean that's the that's the big that's single this, coming out okay, yeah cool, cool. <laughs> well um you, you you don't only play guitar though right you've you've learned so many different instruments I see in your you know your work you're playing like the drums you're playing you know, saxophone, when, when did you start to pick up all those other instruments or was it just along the way of growing up? It was, I mean, it was along the way of growing up, but I really feel like it came from me because I could hear things. Like I always have been like able to just like hear something and kind of like piece it together. Uh-huh. And so, you know, I'm playing guitar and I like heard a drum beat and I was like, I can do that. Like, yeah. but I want it to be like this, not how they're doing it. And so, you know, I like did a bunch of school of rock when I was little. So like, oh, okay. you know, like the yeah, the little yeah you, you know, go and play with a yeah. yeah exactly you go play with a band and stuff, and so I got a drum kit in middle school and just like really fell in love with drums and I was playing in a bunch of bands in high school, and I you know like I loved like you know getting people all together like oh we're gonna play it this way and whatever and like people it would just like never work out how I wanted uh-huh. and I was like man like I don't want to be like mean enough to be like you have to play it this way so I was like maybe I should just try myself. Just but then I got yourself. kind of frustrated with the, you know, with the fact that I couldn't have like five me's on stage. Exactly. So I was like, how do I like layer stuff together? And so I think that's really where my love of production came in. It was really just me, you know, early high school, like, Oh, I want to put, you know, like slamming drums over Put-ups some together. like, you know, heavy distorted guitar. So you, t- you take pride in the production element of all this stuff, like layering and, totally. you know, putting it together. Um, I see some of your live streams on Instagram. Like, where is that uh, studio that you have like a drum set and then you have all the guitars hanging up? Is that your house? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, so we actually just moved into a new house, pro- like probably six months ago. Okay. And it's my mom's house, and I hadn't been there until I came back from college, and so it was just you know a ton of boxes in the basement, and I was like, oh, like, because I had a I had a cool place that I had been working years and years on uh-huh. at my old house. And so I was like, I got to do something cool. So I just hung some two by fours, drilled the guitar hangers from the old house into it. And yeah, I mean, I was really happy with how it turned yeah, out. It looks and awesome. It's been fun to hang out in. So um, 
what are some of the artists that you, you named some of the artists that you listened to growing up, but what are some of the artists that you listen to now that you kind of gain inspiration from? Is it a, a multitude of different mm. genres or, yeah. um, yeah, totally. I mean, that's the thing is I just love so many different things about different types of music. I can't really be, I've never really had that person. That I'm just like, Oh, I absolutely love this person until like last year. And that person, I don't know if you've ever heard of San Hello. No, but he's a so he's from uh from Europe okay. and from Amsterdam and he is just I mean so he's a producer but also sings also plays guitar oh cool and he kind of had like the same story I mean that's why I kind of fell in love with him so much because he had the same story of you know played in a bunch of bands wanted to make something that was his own with production yeah and so I mean he just I'll have to show you some of his music sometime but yeah how, how do you spell I mean, it is it it's like S O N yeah S A N S A N H O L O okay. Yeah, so, yeah, to check it out. Yeah, and it's it's funny to me too because shout out Drake. So Drake is one of my friends, not the artist, like my friend Drake from. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> not not Drake the artist. No, because no, Drake. Yeah. So Drake would show me San Holo, like you know, when I was still, because you know, I come from very like you know, like punk rock background. Like, uh-huh. I just love like live music, and to me, electronic music was so just. I don't know. I just I think I was kind of scared of it. I was like, ah, oh, like, it's just it's just out there, and like you know it's going that direction. I don't like that. I want it to be real live music. Like, yeah. you know, where's, where's the live drums in that? Right. And, you know, I just, and so my friend Drake would always show me this stuff. And I remember at first I just heard it. I was like, I do not like this. And you didn't I like was, it at first? Yeah. I did not like it at first. It? And then I fell in love with it. And yeah. then I'm an EDM artist now. So. All right. There you go. <laughs> so, but yeah, San Holo. Um, man, I mean, I'd say, I mean, I'd say Bruce Springsteen, really. Bruce Springsteen? I know we're kind of going going back, but like Billy Joel as well. I love um, Billy Joel, but Bruce is one artist that I haven't been able to get into. I don't really, I don't really, really? like Bruce Springsteen for some reason. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'll have to give it another shot. But, yeah. Um, so speaking of like live music, did, you know, Nashville is the hub of live music. Did you get to go to, out to a lot of shows like last year? Obviously not mm-hmm. now because we're in a pandemic, but did you get to go out to the venues around Nashville mm-hmm. and just like go to shows? Yeah, I know yeah. we went to... I mean, we went to the end all the time, exit in. Um, I went to a couple of shows at Bridgestone. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, you know, a lot of house shows too. That was yeah. like the really exciting part is just being able to like go in somebody's basement with all your friends. Yeah, for sure. See your friends play. And I mean, it was really cool too last year because I got to do a couple trips out of the state. So I went to Indiana University, um, Ole Miss, uh, Alabama. I mean, like just like playing like more DJ shows, oh, wow. which is kind of just fun. like houses around those around those cities. Yeah, it was more like like frat type things. Oh, okay. So I mean, it's it's that that I enjoy EDM because you can go play like a house set or something that's very much just like hype, you know, oh, yeah, fun sure. daytime or you know crazy show, and then also be able to do more like emotional singer songwriter things. And I kind of like to try to bring them together to a point where like people who are a part of you know the yeah, if you want to call it the party community or, you know, people think EDM festival like yeah. that. I want people from that community to be able to hear something I make and be like, wow, like there's intention behind that. And there's something yeah. beautiful about that. And then also I want the singer songwriter community to be able to hear it and be like, whoa, there's intention in that. But also I love the sounds around it. For so sure. I think it's kind of like a mending of those two together. That's going to be so exciting about like the next like 10 years of yeah. even like the music industry. I, like I feel that. like it's definitely going because people, because I don't think it's the because I think people from you know like even like the national songwriting community I think people get scared of like the commercialization of music mm-hmm. they think like oh it sounds too produced but I think really 
the commercialization isn't like the thing t- that people are worried about. It's like the unauthenticity or like yeah, the, that you're not really playing that. Yeah, right? you're just you know hitting the totally, button. Totally, totally, yeah. totally. And so I think when people realize that, like you know, it's really like the bedroom producers that are the future. You yeah. Know? I mean, have you been to any of those kind of like EDM festivals or anything I like have. that? Yeah. What, yeah. what was the big one that you went yeah. to? Yeah. Um, there's this there's this uh, festival called Global Dance, and it's downtown Denver. Oh, okay. And I mean, like big artists like Tiesto and you know, oh nice, Skrillex, like a bunch of people. Come so it was there. a good time really good time. yeah yeah it was like my first real introduction to like the big like festival scene and i just was so happy it was awesome nice. i i have a lot of friends that go to them like i i haven't even been to bonnaroo like the biggest festival mm. probably i've been to is Lollapalooza in chicago which mm. was fun but i haven't been to an edm festival mm. man i'd love to go to lala yeah awesome. it's it's a good time um so do you ever you ever like bounce ideas off of like your friends you know going to college or uh, you know, people doing the same type of thing as you do, or do you ma- mostly write yourself? Um, or what is your, what is your writing process like? Hmm. That's, I mean, it always comes differently. I don't think yeah. I've ever, I mean, that's what's so strange about it is, you know, I mean, like very rarely can you just be like, you know what, we're going to crank out a hit because it comes so, I mean, it has to be, I mean, I think there's like a good amount of inspiration uh-huh. and then also hard work. Oh, yeah, the inspiration definitely. has to be the thing that's kicking you. Like I was like, I was in the shower today, like singing something. And I was like, Oh, like I have to get this out. Yeah. And you know, I mean, that's not going to turn into anything unless I sit down and be like, okay, how can I fill in all these holes of like this idea that I think could be so great. Right. But a lot of times like, but see, I'm a musical guy. Like I'm a more in like the producing world, I think. So if I can just like make something that sounds great, a lot of times it's hard to like make a song and then be like, Oh, now we're going to put all the lyrics to it. A lot of times that's when you'd have somebody come in and be like, hey, what do you think about this? And then you can sit down and like, a lot of times I want to find like a common, you know, theme or interest with Mm -hmm. somebody and be like, what matters to you? And then, I mean, like, you know, this new song coming out called Better Days, me and this kid named Chris Wiper has, shout out Chris, has the most incredible voice ever. I mean, he's an angel. And I mean, first time I heard him sing, I was just blown away. And like, still, he still sings. I'm absolutely blown away. So he's the main vocal on that new one coming up? Yeah. Yeah. And so... I mean, I had been working on this track for, I mean, two years now, and I just, like, loved this song, but I just couldn't, I just, you know, like, I'd put some stuff to it, I was like, I'm not, I don't really, like, feel this, and so we sat down, and, like, the first couple weeks of college, you know, we became really good friends, and we're like, this seems, we were in this place where, you know, we come to Nashville, Nashville's, you know, I mean, it's an awesome city, but it's really intimidating with how much oh, music yeah. is here. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, it's, it's the mecca of yeah. songwriting and, yeah, exactly. you know, people try and make it. Mm-hmm. And so me and him were just sitting there and we we're at college away from our families. It's that first couple of weeks. I mean, it's a strange, it's a strange time in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, you're trying to be on your own, but at the same time, you're not like completely on your own. You know, you're at like in dorms and stuff. Yeah. And so we were just sitting there and we're like, man, like we feel really intimidated right now to the point where it's like, it's hard to like see past that, like the point where we really can like, you know, get on our feet and like kind of figure out this whole artistry thing and even life. I mean, so it, it, so it started off as like an artistry thing. You know, we were frustrated that we couldn't, we just felt like we were so like small and you know, it's like hard to see the next, you know, step of our career or whatever you want to call it. And so we started writing this song called better days and it was all about, it was like, you know, I mean, just no matter what, like you have to hope for hope, like, you know, you things are seem hopeless i mean especially now yeah especially and so the thing days. is that we wrote that song and kept working on it and it's like i mean it's been a big project and we got to a point where you know quarantine hit 
And we're like, man, this means so much more to us than it ever did. Mm -hmm. Because it kind of shifted from us, you know, wanting to, wanting to, you know, feel like we had a chance at pursuing our passions to like, man, like the whole world is down right now. And like, it's really easy to be down and out. I mean, you know, I mean, Joseph, what were you talking about earlier with your mom? It's like, like, just like everybody is like in a place of depression right now. Just everybody's looking for happiness sorry that's not a good description no but i mean i feel like it is like there's like a fog is how i kind of describe everybody's like in a fog and they're like wanting to get out especially with the fires going on in california and everything and everything is just like it feels like the world is ending sort of yeah you know but i saw this picture on instagram and it was i can't remember what baseball stadium it was but it was like a baseball stadium and the whole sky is like absolutely red and there's all like the creepy people that they print out to put in the seats oh yeah i know it was like this cannot be real i I saw that i was like why are they printing out just random prints of people (laughs) in the stands it's oh my gosh we were watching football yesterday or a couple days ago and the crowd noise was so loud and I was like that's so weird like fake crowd noise to make people feel yeah, like to make it feel like it's okay I did see like I was watching football too like there I don't know who how they select the certain people that get to be in the stands but there's like you know select people if you look out there's you know scattered around like there's people mm-hmm. around did you see that yeah I yeah. think it's like the families of oh the families yeah okay. gotcha. I mean still still crazy yeah, and so back to the just so I can like finish up the better days thing. <laughs> oh. oh shoot! Can you hear it now? Yeah, I can hear it. Okay, sweet. But yeah, I guess I was just saying that me and Chris, you know, finished up. We finally like finished the song after we kind of felt like, you know, it meant enough to us mm-hmm. because it really like I think quarantine really like pushed it, and we we're like this is something that just means too much to us to not finish because it was such a like a big project that we just like wanted to get done. And so, you know, we did it and we, he came out to Colorado and oh, okay. he actually was coming down from the mountains. So he had a trip with his family oh, wow. and he was in Boulder and I live in Denver about an hour away. Uh-huh. And, you know, I mean, you could easily like go around Denver to go straight to Boulder. Yeah. And so he was like, no, like we have to record this. And so I set up a session at a studio near us and he came down and he only had like two hours before he had to go to back to Boulder and fly out of Colorado. So like we cranked out two hours of vocals oh, and nice. I had to drive him an hour up. And so, yeah, I mean, it was just crazy. And then we did, like, this whole choir vocal, too. Oh, awesome. And, you know... Had so do you have a release date for it yet? No, not yet. Not yet. I mean, it's it's the kind of thing that I see, even, like, talking about it now, I'm like, oh, like, this is going to push me to get it out. But, you know, I really do want to get it out right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, if that's, like, through, like, a... I mean, you know, we just sent out a lot of emails to, to labels Quite trying busy. to trying to get somebody to, you know, who wants to take a chance on right, it. And right. so, you know, I mean, if it comes to the point where, like nothing happens with that i mean i'm more than happy to just put it out ourselves and you know i mean i think the song means more to me than like how many streams it gets or whatever well i'm excited for it then yeah well thanks for letting me me talk about better days hopefully it uh it comes out sooner than later because i want to hear it yeah um but yeah speaking of singles you you've released a few singles lately one being tennessee which you just played um so go listen to that if you haven't well, maybe we should play it in the big, or in the middle, like the the EDM version. I don't know <laughs> if you want to play like a different song, but um, can you talk a little bit about uh, the Tennessee track and how you kind of wrote that? Was it like coming to ten- coming to Nashville, like for school? Yeah. So I actually, when I was writing it, I remember I was sitting with a couple friends, and they were talking about what they wanted to do after college was over. Like I distinctly remember this. It's like on top of a parking garage and everybody was like, oh yeah, like, you know, this major is going to 
get me this job, like, you know, it's like a 90% chance that like I get this job and then like, you know, I'm cruising for like the rest of my life Mm -hmm. and other people are like, oh yeah, like I'm going to go work at my dad's place or, you know, there's like a a nursing major there too. Mm -hmm. And so after that conversation, it came around to me and they're like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I mean, I kind of was speechless for a second. I was like, I really want to make music and like, I want to be an artist. And I think that was the first time in my life where that whole like glamour of like just like oh like follow your dreams like you know be an artist like uh-huh. I had like that like first like really real reality check it's just like is this a good idea like I mean it's the world you're going into like yeah. you know you really want to devote all your time to something that you know could be or is, is a, it's a chance it's risky yeah. and so I was just like I mean so I really was just speechless and I went back to my dorm room I was like crying like I was just like really distraught by this and I was just sitting there and I was like jeez like is this the right decision and you know since I'm an edgy Belmont kid I grab my acoustic <laughs> and, <laughs> sure, sure, and start yeah I started playing and I just like started singing I was like where are you gonna go when the lights go out in Tennessee and that was like a metaphor for you know when college is over and so oh, okay. the first line of that song is, I can't stop thinking about 23 which is the year that I graduated uh, okay. and Makes so sense now. Mm-hmm. yeah and it's like by then will t- will my time set me free as in like the sense of like all the work I put in like you know will this like yield anything yeah and I mean I even talk about like well I even like you know care as much as I do now and you know should I be smarter about maybe not pursuing this and then I think the song you know goes from there into just a really honest place of like you know I'm 18 and I'm lost and like I can't find myself so like maybe like these things aren't even necessarily the artist but just like the phase of life I'm in right now mm-hmm. it's just so hard yeah. And, you know, you, I mean, you get introduced to the world and there's a lot yeah. of like more questions you have and you're just like, man, like this is life. Just finding and yourself. Totally. And I mean, speaking of like releasing stuff, I'm putting out the Tennessee music video tomorrow. Oh, okay. And so that's coming out tomorrow. And by I mean, the time it, this airs, it'll be last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so go watch it now. Go watch it right now. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think that, I mean, the music video really depicts what I'm saying right now. And it's, I mean, it's. Because, or there's a line in the chorus. It's like, what are you chasing? What will you find inside the city built in your mind? And it's really talking about, like, who, like, what are you, what have you built built up in yourself that you are trying to achieve? Because, you know, I mean, even what we were talking about earlier, like the whole artistry thing and being so, like, weighed down by the fact that, you know, it's, you know, such a hard world to get into and oh, just, yeah. like, you know, go for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's stuff that you're putting on yourself. And so, you know, I mean, even me, like, being in my dorm room, like, being overwhelmed by everything that was going on, I mean, it really is, there's only so much to be scared of, and then you have to just think, like, you know what, like, no one else is doing what I do, like, I'm here for a reason, and you, yeah, I think it's really important that, I mean, and to anybody listening, you don't have to be the best at what you do, you just have to to try i mean it's really exactly it's important to just put your heart into it it. exactly and you know obviously you've had your doubts but you're you're putting your all into it and i think that's you know what you what you got to do um if you really believe in yourself then you know things can happen so you're i mean you're in nashville the where where big things happen so yeah um but i want to talk about your latest i think this was your latest uh track that you put out um when you think you need me was Mm -hmm. that the latest single Mm -hmm. um it was it's really powerful it's really uh upbeat and just like gets you makes you want to dance makes me want to dance like a white, like a white boy <laughs> uh, but uh yeah so i, I want to i kind of want to play that for everybody if you sure. don't mind so we'll play that 
here uh, is when, when Do You Think You Need Me by Chasing. New town, new places. I get around some new faces. I met you in a black room. Loud basements, it was just us two. Conversations, spilling all our secrets. Bottles on the ground, but I'm picking up your pieces. Now we're wasted, telling me you need this. Holding me tonight, but I know that I should leave it. Why you only calling me when it's late? Going back on everything that you say. Text me in the morning, make me feel important. Tell me that you're okay. When I hit your phone up, you ignore me. But you want me to be a shelter when it's stormy. I can't be the When You Think You Need Me by Chasen. Go check it out on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you stream music. It's probably everywhere, right? Cool. Um, so I think everybody has their own perception of EDM. You know, what what kind of breaks the mold for your music that uh, is not like traditional EDM? I mean, I, I think you were talking a little bit about it earlier, but um, what's kind of like your, your, your niche of like, you know, breaking out of the mold of EDM? I think... I think there's a couple things that attribute to like I guess what I'm trying to do but I think the biggest thing is I think just being authentic and I know that that's just a word that's thrown around but like you know when I put out a song it's not or like especially like the lyrics to a song because I mean that's the biggest way that 
people can understand things because you know i could listen to it like that's why a lot of producers love edm because you could hear like this huge drop and you're like that's so sweet like you know they use these synths and these samples and mm -hmm. like oh my gosh how do they do that but you know to the average person who's never you know i mean doesn't understand music or yeah. you know really listen intentionally they just be like it's a bunch of noise like but when they hear words they're like i can sing too like i can relate to that so i think lyrics are like the hugest barrier or i mean or music's a barrier and then lyrics kind of can break that break to just ball. everybody yeah. cool and so i guess really for me i mean lyrics is a huge part and that was a good sample of the cop car that you just played right there that's cool <laughs> um well I, yeah talk, talking about like sense and stuff um do you have any favorite um you know gear that you use all the time or you know for the gearheads that are listening that yeah. would really know about it um when you say gear, are you talking about like more things I use when I produce? Like or when like, you produce, yeah, like yeah. you know, keyboard, sense, moogs, or totally, whatever. Yeah. whatever. Um, serum's a huge one. Serum? Yeah, Brady likes serum. <laughs> and yeah, I love serum. I mean, you gotta love Splice. Have you heard of Splice before? No, I haven't. Splice is like a sample bank. Oh, okay. So you like pay a subscription and it gives you a bunch, of, gives samples. You a bunch of samples. Yeah, oh, so sweet. that's awesome. Um, so, I mean, I use a lot of samples. You can kind of pick and choose your favorite ones and put them in your own stuff. Cool. And then I think the biggest, I guess, thing that I like to do is just record real things. Mm -hmm. I mean, record real things and then see what you can do with them after you've recorded them. Kind of manipulate the, the sound of it mm -hmm. or whatever. Cool. Because that's the one thing is that, like, you know, if you're using Splice, that sound bank, there's a lot of loops in there, you know, like people can just drag stuff in. And, oh, yeah. you know, I've heard the same loops on hundreds of things I listen to. So I would, you know, rather want to play something or make it my own because no one else is going to play it like you do. You yeah. know, record it in your room. So I think that's like the great and kind of, you know, hard thing about electronic music is that people can use a lot of other people's things. And just and manipulate it to make it your own. Totally. Yeah. So I think like it really just, you know, I mean, record some stuff. Awesome. See how it goes. Well, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to sit and chat with me. Uh, so go check out uh, Tennessee. The live video is out now on YouTube. So go check that out. And uh, any anything else we should be uh, on the lookout? Uh, obviously, the new song, Better Days. Uh, but anything else? Um, hopefully, just, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully live music once, uh, totally, once, no, once live music starts totally. opening back up. I'd say go check out the live set on my YouTube channel. Uh, okay. Worked really hard on that. I'm uh, really happy with how that turned out so if you're if you want to see a little bit of what i do live you can go check that out on youtube all right and is it just chasing music on youtube mm -hmm, it's just chasing just so chasing okay there's a there's a also a wwe wrestler named chasing so that might come up first but c-h-a-s-y-n everybody yes it'll be spelled on the podcast you can find it i kind of want to hear another live song you want to grace us with another live track sounds great um yeah, I'm going to play Better Days. I have Chris Wiper here as well, so he's going to be singing, and this is Better Days. Thanks for your time, Jordan. Awesome. Thanks.